This is Devin Kraft from the Science Faction Podcast. You're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. Please make sure everybody can see the screen. Okay, see genetic matching room. Hi, and welcome to the Avatar program. Soon, you're going to have a chance to undertake an amazing Navi rite of passage. Riding on the back of a banshee by being genetically matched. A banshee? The chief don't ride on no back of no freaking banshee. Live from Animal Kingdom, Pandora, Flight of Passage, it's Fish Sean Wu, Chief of the Mawakin Nation, and you're getting ready to listen to the next episode of the Magic Our Way podcast with my main man, Eli, Kevin, Danny, and of course, everybody's favorite travel agent. What are you looking at, dude? I'm podcasting. Lee Lastavica. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. Unfortunately, banshees live high in rookeries and humans can't get Banshees? Good grief. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. podcast. Sun, everyone! You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Bus, talking about dizzy stuff. www.magicourway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And with us today, we have a resident comic genius from ivorycomics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Oh, good, man. I was doing the Arsenio Hall fist bump while you were doing that. It's like, man, it pumps me up every time, man. Well, I'm Tell glad it what. worked, man. I've been feeling a little under the weather, so I wasn't too sure how, how long I could hold it you out. You pulled it off like a champ, dude. You couldn't even tell that you were playing Hurt. All the time. Oh, there's the cough. Yeah, there's there the cough. Go. Yeah, there you the go. The best ones play hurt. And That's cough right, after. man. I'm here for the the show. Must go on. There you go. That's what they say in the theaters. So you got to keep doing the good. This is your Jordan flu game. Is it? Yeah. Jordan <laughs> flu game. At least it's not the flu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's hope not, because he and I are going to Disney in uh, ten days. So I you better not infect us. Yeah, no, I'm not going to infect you. I, 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 I don't plan. Yeah, I'm not going to kiss y'all or anything. So I appreciate oh, well, that. Good. Well, what's the point of going on with this? I'm leaving. I mean, right. you know. Goodbye. Magic out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't feel the love the more, but I don't want to get sick at the same time. I'm, I'm confused. You're torn. I am torn. It's, You're torn. You, know, you know who else is confused? Uh, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's not in the show. Yeah. He's not in the show this week. He's in Chicago with the rest of his uh, fellow counting loss prevention counters. people. Yes. yes. Oh, the that's rest right. Of He's at a convention enjoying food up there and trading stories of firing people i guess yeah who you put in jail that guy oh man i was gonna get him but you got him first yeah what's the, what's the youngest you fired 13 <laughs> oh man you beat me how many shoes did they count not enough that's why i put them away once yeah. upon a time i counted 268 shoes in an hour i didn't even need a calculator god I had an abacus. That's real count. Shoe counting convention. How boring is that? <laughs> Who's the guest speaker? The count from Sesame Street? <laughs> one. One shoe. I, I, Two I, shoes. I make uh, laces. Uh. I make laces. You want to hear about me making laces? Sign up for my program. Yeah. You too can make laces. But like, we've got a great replacement in this place. Yes, we do. You've heard him on the show before. Uh, we welcome back to the show, Mr. Friend of the Fur, Peter. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, how are y'all doing? Doing awesome, man. I'm glad to be on the show with you again, because the last time I, I, I missed it. I know, yeah. But I, um, you did a great job talking about D23 and all that, and that was, uh, I loved hearing it. Uh, absolutely. Back, yeah. so. uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back. As yeah, always, he, I'm very excited. He had to deal with the B team while you were gone, so <laughs> now he gets to deal with a real host, so yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> No, that it was, was a great. marathon session too. That was like a, I don't know what it got cut to, but that was like what like it was wow. still two half It was a lot of information. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot to be fair that was released. So y'all had a lot good bit to talk about. Talk that. about so your rite of passage right there, huh, buddy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. It was going. Yeah, but we're glad to have you back on the show, and yes. uh, we're here because we got a couple of things we want to ask you about, and maybe you can, uh, if you have some time, you can tell us some stories because we love hearing stories from you. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so one of the things, if you remember a couple of shows back, it happens to deal with some middle-aged women and some stormtroopers. So enough of my jibber jabber. Let's go make some magic. Magic. 
here we are in the hub, and we are presenting our special guest, Peter, who will shower us with his stories of working for the mouse. And um, Shower us, you say? <laughs> yeah, you know, like a blanket, warm blanket all over your face, neck, and chest. Okay. I have like, a, I have like an R. Kelly thought in my head, but that's... Uh, uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> what up, gang? That's what I was thinking. I didn't specify <laughs> color of shower, but you know. I'm going to shower all you. <laughs> Whatever works. Don't be golden. Drip, drip, drip. Drip, drip, tip, tip. But if you remember, a few shows back, guys, we got an email from uh, Steve Kinsman, and he told us about a story of some stormtroopers. And just to kind of give you the summed up version, um, basically, I had some stormtroopers in- interacting with some middle-aged women, and uh, no idea what happened, but um, she wanted stormtrooper blood, and she was asking for them to be fired, this, that, and the other. She was complaining to one cast member. The cast member sent, him off to go, uh, sent her off to go speak with their handler. Uh, while she was going towards the handling, she ran into a custodial engineer, a custodial engineer, a janitorial uh, a cast member that was wearing a gray shirt, and uh, she mistook the janitorial cast member for the handler and proceeded to chew out the janitorial cast member. Because apparently the stormtroopers were doing their stormtrooper shtick. Yes, their typical is, shtick, yes. Yes. You know, you rebel, come with me, but yes. that kind of thing. Yeah, move, move along. And so they found, the middle-aged women found them to be pretty rude, and uh, remember when we read that email, we wanted to ask Peter next time he was on the show, mm-hmm. um, like, how do y'all deal with that? Like, like, like what, what goes on and like, what goes on on the other side? We heard the story of what we saw on the surface with the women and the, the observer. Uh, what's going on like in the, in backstage, like cast members heads. <laughs> well, but for Peter, like this is going to be a little bit of a foreign territory though. Right. Well, maybe I'm wrong because like this is pre-recorded dialogue that the stormtroopers yes. speak. So it's a little unfair for those poor stormtroopers, but uh, have you been in a situation like this? Oh yeah. So there's like, there's two things that happen backstage depending on si- certain situations. When it's something like that, we're cracking up laughing backstage. to be completely honest we're cracking up laughing um usually our managers or our coordinators are out front line trying to deal with it Mm -hmm. but in that situation we're cracking up laughing i mean (laughs) the thing with the pre-recorded um stormtroopers is they can control what they say by their fingers so when you watch them move um certain combinations of fingers down and up uh, control different lines that they can say. Oh, wow. So That's they can awesome. control a conversation and they can direct it however they want. Um, and so the the thing is, though, all the pre-recorded things for a Stormtrooper are the same as pre-recorded for Kylo Ren and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's all like a dark, negative thing. It's not supposed to be like the Mickey pre-recorded stuff. It's yes, all, it's right. supposed to be more serious. And so you have to realize that it's that character and it's that element of that character. And so you're going to be dealing with them being slightly, I guess, quote unquote, rude to you, but it's part of the character. And you always have those guests. This is a daily thing at Disney. Wow. It's just that kind of email is just hilarious to me because, I mean, it, it gets to that point with people. And I mean, I've, I've been there and I have ruined somebody's entire vacation before. Um, <laughs> wow. actually, I mean, multiple times apparently. Um, so <laughs> it's just, it's something that occurs. And as entertainment cast members, we know that we're in the right and that we're doing our job. And it's just one of those things like you're always going to get that one guest, one guest that's going to freak out. My, my favorite was, um, it was extra magic hours at Disney. I'd been at magic kingdom, for easily 14 hours that day i was ready to go i was the last group on set uh for thoughtful spot with winnie the pooh and tigger and mind you we had been open for probably 11 hours that day for meet and greets and the line was shut down we had maybe 10 families to see in 20 minutes and that was more than enough time to see everybody have a little bit extra time playing with the kids and everything and this mom runs up, tries to jump under the ropes and the chains. And she's like, oh, like my kids need to see Pooh and Tigger. That's their absolute favorite character. We traveled all the way from Wisconsin. It's their first trip here. And all my attendants were just like very polite. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like they're closed. Like we've already turned away other guests. Like it wouldn't be fair to them. Um, but you can see them at, um, at Crystal Palace or Thoughtful Spot tomorrow. And like, well, this is the last goddamn day of our vacation. <laughs> and my attendant, she was having a really great day. Um, and that's this is sarcasm. Cause she just turns and looks and she goes, well, maybe you should be a better parent and oh, actually plan oh, out. Oh. 
and plan out and plan out to see your kid's favorite characters earlier on in the day. Did Ouch. she put the little quotation yes. marks in the air? Yes. Oh, wow. oh wow! So all that happened, and she walked away. Now there are some cast members at Disney that are so like seniored and they don't care what happens to them that they will do those things to guests <laughs> because they they I mean they're pretty much untouchable. I mean, they'd have to almost murder somebody at Disney to get fired. I mean, she'd been working there for probably 20 years. And so, you, once you get enough seniority, you, I mean, you grow a pair and you're able to talk to guys. And I hate saying it like that, but you will encounter some of those cast members. The older cast members are very, very... Bitter? Bitter, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, understand... They've had to swallow a lot of that on top of everything going on right now with the union and, and their pay that all like just builds up and it I mean then they just let it out and then when a guest tries to go to guest relations and complain uh, nine out of ten times you might have their right name with their name tag but sometimes you might not because they forgot their name tag and so they grab a random one mm. so it's usually a Chris from Orlando is the, the, <laughs> the big one um, that's slick yeah so um, so usually I had friends during my college program that they would purposely forget their name tags because they were having a bad day and they're like you know what I'm gonna be a bitch today and they would just put it on and they'd be Chris like from Orlando I'm Chris from Orlando today <laughs> oh. and then they go to guest relations and guest relations is like alright man we'll look into it and then when they go look at who is working that schedule they're like oh no Chris there and it's just oh, genius wow. yeah. yeah so um, but yeah we yeah so that whole situation <laughs> it happens all the time and that the way that one ended was um, the attendant came and told me hey this lady is crazy she's gonna like try to throw her kids at you just walk away <laughs> and so I did I, 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 I try I put a lot of trust in my character attendance at Disney and um, we came out of the exit gate and there she was hey Tigger take a picture with my kids and I <laughs> bounced past them and she goes fuck you <laughs> and, I went, and, I, and I turned and that's the moment where I wanted to make noise and just be like and then just go off but she literally screamed that at me I mean in front it, of all the in front of her kids in front of all these wow. other guests and then she goes you ruined my kids entire vacation and then i turned and then at that point i just turned around and i just went waved at her and i could just see like her face was just even more like enraged and i just ran back a house and then um i'm packing up everything to go and then a manager walks in i'm like oh here we go and they're like um were you just on set i'm like yep he's like oh um a guest complained that you didn't uh, see their kids. I'm like, oh yeah, you can talk to the attendant. Yeah. And, right. um, but the lady lied and said that she was in line. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah so y- y- I should have gave her a name tag to head on <laughs> from Wisconsin. <laughs> Man, if I, if Tigger had pockets, I mean, I would just put that on people every, ever, every other family. Like it. Wow. Yeah, but like, that's, so that's not an uncommon thing. She's trying to do the fastball special with the kids, launch the kids right at you. And <laughs> kind of what you said, like throwing the kids, I've literally had guests throw a baby to oh, me. Oh, a baby? Are you they, they, they toss a baby. Oh, oh, and they, they, it's usually, it's usually guests from out of the country and it's mainly like the Brazilians and they speak Portuguese and they're they, like, oh, un braço, un tigre, tigre, un tigre, here, 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 oh, un braço. And they just toss a baby to you. And I've literally, we call it, I call it an e-drop where you have to like, if that happens, you have to drop down to your knee as soon as possible to have a better angle of catching a kid. Holy but I've cow. had to do, I've had to do that once and they train you during your character training. They train on, you to catch babies? In, in case of a situation occurs where a child tries to jump on top of you to drop down to your knee and catch them and cradle it. Because if for some reason you drop the baby and it's your fault, right? Um, Jeez, it, yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, that's the like best a though. baby Benny Hanna or something. <laughs> over there. God dang! That's the shrimp in your mouth. Hey, hey. hey. you just caught the baby. Yeah. I, I would never throw my freaking baby. I I would agree. You, you would think you would that's think that's crazy. But it's different, different social, yeah, like etiquette from different people from all over the world. I mean, you you see. Uh, like people from Asia, they come in and they don't like to wait in line or try to get out of line or like go to the bathroom. So mm-hmm. like I've seen it where um, oh. uh, they pick, they pull out a plastic bag and they let their kids like take a poop in the bag and then they go hide it in the electrical boxes on rides. Oh, oh my God. God. So, like, my friends that were in attractions when they're doing end of night things, they're like, 
oh, here's the tally today of how many poop diapers I've found or oh how gosh. many poops in bags I've found like throughout our attraction. And yeah, and it, that's common. Um, so that explains like in the, in the monorail thing, how you got like you find things in that little door, the phone thing or whatever, oh, yeah. the cars oh, and you yeah. got like poop diapers. Exactly, and, exactly. And, because um, uh, when I was actually in China, I realized that that's a common practice over there where they'll just go in public but they don't yeah. like to throw it away because certain certain um, like institutions and buildings have like rules where you can't throw away like your your stuff. I don't yeah. know what to yeah, call it. Yeah, it's called a bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. But um, and so they they can't throw it away. They hide it. And so I I mean, it's it's insane. <laughs> but it it makes sense now when like so if you ever like if you're at Disney and you like. You just happen to open up one of the boxes that have the the telephone in it to radio to people attractions and stuff. I mean, ten like nine out of ten times you'll see something in there that doesn't look right, and it's probably a bag of like poop or hot. It, it, ain't, it ain't a hidden Mickey. It's a <laughs> hot, <laughs> it's <laughs> hidden Mickey. Yeah, no, it's hidden poop. It's hidden poop. Oh wow! Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. So now this practice is limited to children, though, right? I mean, this the I, baby toss or the, the poo in there. Yeah, in in public, the idea that no, oh, well, I'm in bed, I'm in line. Got give me the bag. to go. No adults do that too over no, there. No, no, please. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. over there, I've never seen it at Disney over there though. My like my flight. Um, coming back to the United States the first time I went to China the elderly gentleman next to me he just stood up mid-flight and just unzipped his pants and just started peeing in a cup and he just put the cup down next to my feet and I'm like uh-uh. uh I'm hitting the call, the attendant button I'm like yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'd rather snakes on a plane right now not <laughs> yeah I didn't do this God. in first class because I want to I want an upgrade God, I want yeah. an upgrade yeah so I mean it's, wow. it's just it's, again it's just all about um, social uh, etiquette and perception from people and so you like you see a lot of um, like people from like Brazilian tour groups come and they're very loud and they're very happy to be you at don't Disney. say yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but mm. that's why like Disney World banned chanting um, uh, I think this past year they banned chanting in large groups because it can cause uh, safety issues if like there's an emergency and they need to do uh, an all call over their PA system or something at a ride and you can't hear anything because they're chanting and it it it, it mainly was Im- implied for tour groups of that nature but um, it's really just it, because it's annoying it, it's terrible yes. yeah it was the worst thing ever and it's yeah it's great but it, Pete it's not their fault obviously somebody got dropped as a baby and that's uh, <laughs> uh, true yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their first trip to Disney yeah. they were getting thrown at characters yeah. 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 Probably, no, probably before they even went to Disney they, they were boy, just like hey man. say hey to your boy <laughs> Whoop, my bad I, that boy man. didn't land right how's that health insurance <laughs> over here huh? yeah can you tell us about your experiences uh, with Brazilian tour groups um how uh, are they to deal with uh i mean yeah, i did read that little story in the in that book cast member confidential yes. about the brazilian tour group and mm-hmm. how they picked up well, i forget what character they picked up uh donald duck yeah and, uh, they tried they at epcot ran off with so, him right or and like they that. ran <laughs> off with him they're trying to throw they were trying to throw donald duck over the railing into the um the <laughs> lagoon Goal! yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean that that is a thing that Jeez. i mean that happens with i mean I don't like to sound mean about it, but I mean, it's just how they are. It's, it's, they, they get so excited and they're very passionate about being at Disney, but then they're under that same bubble that some other people think that Disney has that, Oh, this is Disney. You can get away with anything here. Mm -hmm. And then they take that to an extreme. And I mean, I've, I've been, (laughs) yeah, I've, I've had, uh, uh, all right. Trying to it, kill a cast member. That's that's a little boy in extreme. Yeah, this, pick him up and throw I had, him up. I had a woman at Animal Kingdom at Boat Dock, a Brazilian grandmother. She was there with maybe 16 people in her family. And she was so excited to come see Tigger. And she comes and sneaks up in the family picture right next to me. And during the picture, I have my hands out. And I have my hands around everybody in the family. And I can't move my hands because the way that they have their hands on me, I'm like, yeah. all right. So I'm locked in. And all of a sudden... I feel a finger go straight into my suit, right into my butt crack. And oh. I, and I, I, I clench myself and I try to <laughs> move clenched. and I couldn't move. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I hear, hmm, hola, papi. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh, no. I, I'm trying to sit there and like, I'm trying to look and I can't even move my head to look. And then, oh my God everybody leaves and then like a couple of women are cracking up laughing and then I, I they're talking about their grandmother and I look and the grandmother just has her hand 
I finally get free. I look, and she has her hand in Tigger's tail hole, and she's literally touching. She's trying to put her finger in my butt crack, and oh I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm trying to cheer you up, and and so like I was mortified. That had not happened to me at that point, <laughs> and I do was I like, like this or do I hate? This? Yeah, I was like, is, "Do I consider I'm a ninety year old? I don't know." I was it's, like, "Do I consider this limited time magic?" Like. <laughs> Um, extra and, magic yeah, hours. Uh, <laughs> and so extra magic fingers. Yeah. Would I be as offended if it wasn't the grandma <laughs> and the hot young niece? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And and it it. But I I looked at my attendant and he was uh, he was probably like barely twenty years old if that. He was probably still a kid, like a teenager. He's on his phone. And I like I signaled to him. I do a stress signal to him, and he, he's cracking up laughing. <laughs> he saw it. How he saw he know it. That- so he saw it he oh. saw it happen because he saw me freak out i mean it, it i mean oh, i'm sitting there freaking like, <laughs> ah, like yeah, yeah yeah and but i mean he was cracking up laughing and i literally smacked him in the back of the head i was like, <laughs> if, you, I was like if you ever let that happen again i'm gonna shove my whole fur hand up your ass <laughs> and you're gonna see how it feels and then he got really serious and i was like that that should not happen no. that should yeah, not happen right. at all you're right and oh um, my god and and so there, there's a bunch of things that stemmed that like in my head stemmed from something that happened early that January of 2013, where a girl that was actually in my training class um, was uh, uh, assaulted as uh, Chip Chipper Dale. She was one of the two at uh, Hollywood Studios, and a guy grabbed her chest. And she's from Utah, very strong Mormon. Yeah, the only men that touch a Mormon girl in their life are their fathers for discipline and then their husbands once they're married. And mm-hmm. so she hyperventilated in costume and pressed charges against this guy. And this guy went to jail. He went to jail for three wow. years for sexual battery. Yes. Oh my God. Ooh-wee. Yeah. So sexual battery of a chipmunk. Exactly. But the thing is, is like <laughs> speciality, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was, it was weird, but like I, I was there and, 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 and in the class with her, when we were training and they made that comment to the girls and they're like, this happens occasionally. Like sometimes you just got to let it go because it's going to be like, if you're a male character, like guests are going to unintentionally do it. And they're like, if something happens where you feel like a guest is intentionally doing it, you have to let us know. And then she was like taking notes. I'm like, all right, well, I don't think this could ever happen to me. And then it happened to her literally three weeks later. And I was like, Oh crap, this actually does happen here. And I was just completely blind to it. And I, I didn't think people were that shady and just that crappy of a person to even think of doing that. But then I realized as like, as my three years of, of with Disney were going on, I would have male guests grab my chest as Tigger. Just and to make sure you just, weren't a woman. Just to make sure I was a woman. But what I would do is if I had my hand around them, I would grab them back to let them know I knew what they were doing. And there was one time at Epcot at UK where I had, it was a, they had their like just, just got engaged thing and apparently had just proposed to his wife and, or his girlfriend or whatever in front of um, the Epcot ball. And so they were doing their rounds with all the characters to like celebrate. And during the picture, he has the nerve to grab my chest. And I looked at him and he's, he goes, Oh, okay. Like he like, oh, okay, you're not a girl. Yeah. And so I smacked him in the back of the head and then I grabbed his like I grabbed trying to give him like a freaking titty twister to like <laughs> prove a point to him. And then I like looked at him and he looked at me and I could see in his face, his face was like flushed. I'm like, Yeah, you're you're an ass. Yeah. Like you just proposed to this beautiful woman and you're gonna sit there and try to like cop a feel off of a, a cast member and i don't mean to, to make light of it but wouldn't the lesson have been better taught if you would have grabbed his wife's chest a better benefit at least <laughs> yeah but then he would have probably felt like legitimized to be like hey what are you doing touching my you know what I'm saying? yeah it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing i mean why they won't grab animals like that i don't know it, I, mean, <sighs> I mean i kicked a lad out to take a picture with jasmine i mean you know i can't say nothing on that but i would never yeah. You were polite about it. Exactly. Though. I would never, ever. Yeah, I think I think people's mindset is like, oh, ah. it's Disney. I can get away with anything. And it's a it's not the case at all. We're trained to identify when guests are either unintentionally doing it or intentionally doing it. So like I, I y'all do the um the the bad guest uh or the, the bad etiquette to do at Disney, that is one of the worst things you could ever do at Disney is inappropriately touch a character because we're trained to deal with it and we'll deal with it in the like the quickest way possible and i mean he literally right after walking out uh like from the line i mean he was detained and 
questioned and then she pressed the charges and i mean within probably 20 minutes he was arrested and out of the park property and then banned from the park for life wait so you talking like, about the girl you talking about the husband and the wife no, the uh, the guy that grabbed my friend's okay, uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the yeah, Mormon right. man. Yeah, yeah, I got caught up in your story. Sorry, so sorry, I, I bounce around a lot. That's what you do. Yeah. So, like, when you see a video, like, say, like in Disneyland or something like that, where Tigger is like taking a picture with a guest, and all of a sudden you see Tigger get the guy in an arm lock or yes. something to that, you know that's that. The, yeah, that's the infamous video. I think you're talking about. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so that cast member, um, I actually met him. Um, he still works there at Disney, even though he was fired or terminated. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. So the the whole I mean they went through the whole like lawsuit and everything, and he went into court. Um, they tried dropping charges, and the family wouldn't drop the charges or whatever. But he's still employed at Disney and still at Magic Kingdom. He's not with entertainment anymore. Um, I'm not gonna say what he does, but he's still there. And or as of as of 2016, he was still there. Um, so I talked to him about it and. Being, being with Tigger for so long, I knew the different points of the costume and where entryways were to it. And I knew, watching the video, I knew what was happening. That kid yeah. was really trying to unclip and unzip him from the back of the neck. Yeah. And it was, again, the positioning of the arms. Um, one of the things they train us to do is make sure that you can always move your arms and your hands are always visible because you never want to have a guest say that, oh, you, they, you touch them inappropriately ah. or anything. So my arms are always fully extended out wide and hands are always wide open um, towards the camera. But the way his hand was positioned, the kid had his arm over his arm. And so when he tried to go maneuver it, the kid was leaning on him and fell into his arm and then when he adjusted it looked like he was in a headlock or whatever or that Tigger had punched him I think it was the actual video and um no, it looked more like an arm lock to me like he y- gripped his arm yeah it, it it's it's very awkward mm-hmm. but it was nothing intentional by the cast member no the, and it was the guest the entire time and I mean they we watched that video in our training class mm-hmm. and they're like this is one of those instances where something can happen how do you get out of this and they use that as a training tool at least back in 2013 they did but um because now there's other examples that have happened over the past couple years of things of how to get out of situations yeah but um but that was the main one because that one made a lot of news across the country and um that was that was a rough thing and he he'd been with the company for like 17 years and he i mean really 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 nice guy and um yeah, it's it's just one of those unfortunate things, and then it becomes a well. We have it on video, and my son said he didn't do anything. Well, your son's a little. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here, and yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I mean, we deal with it, and you have to deal with it the best way possible, and just hope that you know maybe your manager that day is going to have your back on it because sometimes management they don't care. Just, right, well, they get paid. That's, yeah, that's exactly. across the yeah. board, most businesses. Yeah, I mean, in the way the I'm not sure how the management system is now, but like. I had one manager that would be in charge of maybe 80 uh, entertainers and performers um, for one shift. And so if they were having a really bad day and they were dealing with like 20 other like small issues and then that came up, you were gone. I mean, there was no way they were going to fight for you on that. So, but I had a lot of really great managers and I know I, I built some really great relationships with a few of them. And um, I know if I ever was in that kind of situation that I would have probably had my back. <laughs> um, then a couple of managers were just being like, "Yeah, you're going." <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, well, you could look at the video and see that Tigger was sitting there taking a the picture one minute, and abruptly he acts out as is. You could tell something took place behind yeah. the the costume that. Yeah. All I, of a sudden, he just went from, "Oh, I'm taking a picture," to, "Wait a minute, I need to stop something from happening." Yeah, and it's it's the it's the that scary thing that Disney just ingrains and engraves into every entertainer is if your head pops off or any part of your body is shown, you're done. Yeah. Cause you've Mm. at at that point you've broken your contract of protecting the integrity of the company and the character. And you have completely let that magic go. And that was always my biggest fear. And, um, whether it was my head popping off or a, a, a part of my body being shown or, um, or my worst thing that actually almost happened was uh, going on set with when your back to backs already out there 
where oh, there would have been two yeah. tiggers. Yeah, two that happened. Yeah, that happened in Animal Kingdom to me. And um, oh shoot, that was one of the scariest moments of my life because that boat dock. It's a very very long walkway down, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, uh, my attendant was not paying attention. And if your attendant's not paying attention, you're supposed to be paying attention. So it kind of goes back on me. Right. And um, I wasn't paying attention, and I thought I was late to set. And um, I'm rushing, putting everything on, and then I'm r- sprinting down the path, and I come ac- into the curve, and I, I see this bright orange thing down at the boat dock, and I'm like, oh my god, there's Tigger still there, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, I, I freeze because the first thing that comes in my head is, well, I'm done, <laughs> and then I hear a family coming down the path, and I see another family walking up the exit, Ugh. and I'm like, oh, you're sandwiched in. So I literally jumped into the on the hillside in the bushes and I ran across a fence line, popped back out by the entryway to get backstage. And I mean, I'm pretty sure like I ripped a hole in the suit. <laughs> and, like, but I was I better I, that though. Oh, than- yeah, I mean, I and I I took I tore my head off and I look at my attendant. And I was like, "You're a dick." <laughs> and um and like I mean, I had leaves and crap on me. And they're like, "What did you do?" I'm like. I just had to avoid three families because I thought you told me that my back to back was already here on break somewhere. And he's like, Oh my bad. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Oh yeah. Geez. yeah. So I mean, whatevs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that was, wow. that was pretty great. Yeah. Wow. Man, That's it's crazy. A, let me ask you this. Like, okay. So you played obviously Tigger. He's a friend of. A friend He's a friend of. of, of sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a better way to put it. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> do you think uh, the characters who have to wear the costumes uh, have it uh, a bit easier or worse than the the face characters who can actually communicate? There, I mean, there's pros and cons with everything. the The one thing though is um, the face characters, um, princes, princesses, and princes, they have to do I think at least a month in fur training. Um, before they can even go do their character. So if they get pulled at an audition because they look uh, they look like a character they're looking for, um, they still have to go into fur training. Um, it's just to help with their um, their nonverbal communication and mm-hmm. then also with their animation. And then they go into their classes to go learn how to do their, their face talking and stuff like that. Me personally, and seeing both sides of it, I had a lot of friends that were face characters. Um, I think fur characters have it easier. Obviously, not with like the the temperature and and the visibility thing that right. that, that sucks sometimes. But um, the thing with face characters is they have to learn every aspect of their character down to like their character's middle name, what their 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 prince's brother's name is, what their dog's name is, <laughs> because there there's always going to be people that come into the park, and I hate saying it like this, but they they try to confuse the characters to yes. prove that the magic they're not really who they are which i mean it's okay it's not rocket science we're, they're actors yes. we're actors we're all actors out there but if you're going to come purposely to try to ruin the image and this magic for kids in line w- w- i've literally seen it where i i was at merida's meet and greet and this girl just started screaming she's not the real merida she doesn't know who so-and-so from the movie is i'm like are you kidding me this line is an hour and 45 minutes long and there's like 30 little kids right here you're listening to what you're saying. It's like, it's obvious. Parents know. The kids don't. Don't ruin it for the kids. Yeah. And um, so from that... That was a parent who did that. Yeah. That was a, that was a grown Whoa. woman. That was oh a grown woman that did that. Some t- That's yeah, like your story, Danny. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and it just... So my my i have such a high respect for the face characters and because they have to they have to know their storyline because they have to answer pretty much any question it's the same thing as it regular cast member regular cast member can't say they don't know or know to any guest um they have to figure out an answer for you with any question that you like give to them same thing with face characters they can't just like oh yeah I'll talk to you later. They have to find a way to communicate whatever your question is to them, no matter how difficult it is. And then they have to carry on a conversation and they have to make it unique with every family they see. So if they're out there for an hour and a half and they have 30 or 40 families in there, they're making a different storyline for every single family. 
and then making sure that it stays on track it pertains to their story it doesn't go outside of the their realm because you can't have a kid going like hey do you know how to like whip a nene or do you know how to do this <laughs> dance and they're like oh yeah like aladdin sitting there like doing the dougie and stuff yeah like, it, it, that doesn't happen so you have so they have to keep it into like their world where opposed to like a fur character kids like hey can you dab for me <laughs> which is like the new craze for any character performer um it's you you're not supposed to at disney and so characters like oh well the, that's where the character tennis steps in oh tigger doesn't know how to dab christopher robin hasn't taught him that yet ah. and the kid's like oh well let me teach him then that opens the door for the character to dab or do their dance or whatever. Nice. Um, because then a guest is teaching the character and mm-hmm. then the character is learning and that's the loophole around everything. And that's what Disney has taught us uh, as entertainers is it doesn't exist in Disney's world, but if a guest shows you how to do it, then you can do it. And so like during my college program, Gundam style was the big thing. <laughs> right. So there's actually a video. If you go to YouTube, don't tell me Tigger is Gangnam Style. There is. It's about eleven seconds long. Um, I have probably one of the most amazing uh, photo, photo pass photographers. His name's Kurt. Um, very, very amazing guy. Um, Everyone's pulling out their cell phone. <laughs> um, he's singing uh, Animal Kingdom, Gangnam Style. Yeah, it, I, I, let's see, Gun, Gun, I forgot how he's What am I doing? I got an iPad <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> Um, Tigger Gundam style. Tigger does Gundam style. I got it up here. Yeah, yeah it's the third one. Tigger does Gundam style. Has yeah. 977 views four years ago. Um, this was one of my first months as Tigger. This is you. This is me. <laughs> I like how you kicked that. I do. <laughs> That's awesome. I do. So, shortly after um, Gundam style blew up, characters were getting requested to do that dance all the time. The funny thing with that was the very next day I had a family come in. I was at Epcot the next day. Family came in and like, hey, Tigger, we just saw this video of you on like on on YouTube at Animal Kingdom. Can you do this dance for us? And they played the video and I realized it was me. And I went, (laughs) the odds of that freaking happening were incredibly slim. And so I'm like, I look at my attendant and she's just like, don't do it. And I just started going at it. Um, a memo came out like two weeks later saying that we weren't allowed to do fad dances anymore. And so I tried to get around it by telling my attendant that like Christopher Robin left like MTV on for us or whatever. And um, that didn't fly. And so then they modified the rule saying that characters can do fad dances at dance party without guests having to show them the moves. But at meet and greets, if a, if a guest says, hey, can you do this dance or this dance move? A guest has to show the character first. That way we're learning it on the fly and it pertains to keeping it within our our realm of magic. But if they're showing you it on the cell phone, isn't that part of learning it? You make a really great point, and I tried arguing that with my management, and they did not like that answer. So yeah, so it's they they've laxed up a little bit, Um, and I know at Disneyland, Disneyland has like different rules for their entertainment. So like Disneyland, you can see characters. I mean, just do really anything they want. And um, but yeah, Disney World, it's very very strict, and it's like nope, can't do it. (laughs) Have you ever (laughs) tried out or wanted to be a face character? If you could, which one would you have gone for? Um, I mean, my face probably Quasimodo. Peter is not ugly, guys. Yeah, um, I can't stop watching this Tigger video. <laughs> it is like my sixth time watching. Ooh, that is good. Dude. 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 Yeah, dude. Dude. Yeah, a little shuffle slide. It's like, Damn. yeah, I like the slide. I, I, I do like the slide. I oh, appreciate it. I, yeah, uh, I think if you just would have did that, the manager would have been okay. But the fact that you slid, oh, slid to go along with it, you're like, yeah, yeah, you overdid it. Yeah, um, <laughs> cross that line. That yeah. overdo it. You did it just right. I think oh. I watched it like ten times. I swear to God, just sitting here. I'm gonna have to send y'all a link. So during my program um we had a talent show uh-huh. at uh, hollywood studios and i got to perform as myself okay. and um i was chosen out of i think we had 120 people audition i was chosen for a final 20 group to perform on stage mm-hmm. and um i did a hip-hop routine and um i i made the music myself i choreographed things myself and um actually uh i won best overall performance 
Nice. Really? Yeah, my college program, which was hilarious because when I auditioned for entertainment, they told me that my movement score wasn't good. So they gave me a two out of five, which did not qualify me for, to be in any parades or shows. Oh. And so the the president of, uh, not president, the uh, what director of uh, entertainment at Magic Kingdom was one of the judges and she gave me a perfect score. And I'm like, and you can't give me one freaking point more so I can be in DEP. I just want mm. to be in electrolyte parade as a freaking canopy carrier. That's all oh. I wanted. And um, yeah, and so I, I really wanted to perform one time on Main Street. That was probably the one thing that I, I wanted more than anything else. And I uh, never could do it because my score, my movement score wasn't good. And so when I went and did that, it was kind of like, ah. y'all can give me a great perfect score out of costume, but in costume, you can't give me Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll have to send you all that link and yeah, uh, I want to see that because it's, it's that's on YouTube as well. But it's an hour and like twenty but minute video. So if you could play one face character, you just want to roll in the parade <laughs> carrying a flag, or did um, you want to be uh, Prince? Um, Prince Charming. I've, uh, I've thought about going and auditioning um, for Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. Oh, wow. He's technically considered a face character. Um, yes, yes. The lower part of the chin is yeah, uh, is, is where he uh, is where the mask cuts off at. But looking forward to meeting him soon. Yeah, he uh, he's a very interesting one, and um, that was always one that was in my height range. Um, that's the big thing. Um, oh. Height plays a very important factor with entertainment, right, right. and so all the princes are at least six foot. Um, okay. And so, and then you have like your Peter Pans and then you have uh, Pete from Pete's Dragon mm -hmm. uh, when he was in the parade. Those are all guys that are very, very short. Um, and so uh, Jack Skellington was the one face character in my height range and all they wanted was a very defined chin. I was like, hey, I got that. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, I don't have the looks, but I got that chin. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I just never, I never got a chance to go out to, uh, to their Halloween party auditions. And, mm. um, but yeah, that, that would probably be the only realistic one. Um, I always thought it would be cool to be like a Peter Pan. Um, they yeah. have some really amazing stories on Peter Pan um, at Disneyland. Um, they also had a, um, one at, in Florida. Um, Bryant was his name, and uh, and he was incredible. I believe he's overseas right now um, working at uh, Paris, uh, Disneyland Paris. And um, he had he had some of his moments and like interactions go viral. And um, it, there's a very, very great one i mean it's great and it's sad at the same time about a girl who um, was cutting herself and she was trying to commit suicide Holy cow. and um he uh he sees her her uh, scars during a meet and greet and um she was dressed as peter pan and he he made a comment along the lines of oh i see your battle scars there and then leaned in and whispered into her ear that she was too beautiful to hurt herself and then oh. she posted that on facebook or something and it went viral and that was, a, I mean, that, a legitimate thing that actually happened. See, there you go again, yeah, I'm about to say it. There it <laughs> is. Man, you said you weren't going to do it wasn't, nothing. It wasn't me this time. I wasn't taking any credit for this one. You talking about handkerchiefs, and there you go. Oh, man. This one was not me. This was not me. This is, uh, I'm, just, I'm just reiterating the story. You can, go, you can go online and find this story, and it's it's incredible. And then it starts a whole chain of like, oh, my God, like this is the same Peter Pan that did this in interaction for me, mm -hmm. and so and so. And I'm a, I'm a big sucker for those cast member stories because – I know that there's there's not that many uh, cast members that really appreciate like their their art and what what they do, or they feel like the guests don't appreciate what they do. And so when I hear that and the passion, I see that magic that you can actually create. That's the most amazing thing ever. And so I I am a sucker for seeing those and hearing those stories because I mean that's that at the end of the day was my biggest goal. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to leave a family going, holy cow! Like, that Tigger interaction was the greatest thing in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I would have guests that would tell me, like my one of my favorite things, I wasn't even being uh, with Tigger, I was with uh, Green Army Man uh, at Hollywood Studios. And we, uh, Green Army Man interactions at Hollywood Studios are one of the most amazing shifts that you could ever pick up because they don't have rules. I mean, yeah. the only rule is you stay in Pixar Square, but then you don't have to start a line to take pictures. You can autograph all you want or as little as you want, but you are a free-roaming character and your captain or your uh, your attendant is standing in one spot and they're just keeping an eye on you. You can go do whatever you want. So I would do scavenger hunts. I would do boot camps. I would do all these things. And um, I remember this couple came up to me after a play with their son and um, they said... Uh, we just want to let you know uh, we think Walt would be really proud of you. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. And as a cast member, that's probably one of the most incredible compliments you could ever get. Ultimately. And, yeah. um, and it, it, it really stuck with me. And, um, I really wanted to make sure that I kept that going and doing it for Walt. And that's what a lot of, a lot of cast members start like losing that. Like, and they're like, Oh, I'm in it for the money or I'm in it for the free tickets and the perks and stuff. But it's like, when you find those cast members are very passionate about what they do and they create those moments for guests, they're trying to fulfill what Walt's vision was for Disney. Mm -hmm. And that was what I, every single day I woke up, I did that. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be for you. Walt got you. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah and so and, and, and that's just that's just honesty and um and the the castle show that they had before they just changed it recently um one of the last images on the screen was walt disney uh black and white saying i hope we never lose this on sight of one thing that was i'll start with a mouse i would cry every time oh, every yeah. single time because it was just a, such a powerful thing and it's like you realize like Disneyland, Disney World, all the Disney parks around the world and the movies and the stories and everything that Disney's done started with that one guy. Mm-hmm. And his vision is just incredible. And yeah, so I'm a sucker for those kind of stories and for anything with Walt Disney related. And yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Absolutely, yeah. That's why we have handkerchiefs on the table when you show up. <laughs> <Right>? No, <laughs> man. We, we booked beer this week. We need more Kleenex, guys. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever wanted to, um, like, you see roles like, uh, say, like at the Adventurers Club, what it used to be, where people were a little bit more interactive, or Hollywood Studios, Citizens of Hollywood, or Magic Kingdom. Like, have you ever wanted to go for any of those roles? Um, I've thought about it. I thought about it. I wanted to go and be the mayor of uh, Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a the very... The Dapper Dan's. Oh, da- well, Dapper Dan's, that's, you got to have a good voice for that. Okay. And, um, I had a buddy that auditioned for Dapper Dan's. He's an incredible performer. And um, shout out to Christian. He's actually performing now for Finding Nemo musical at Animal Kingdom. Oh, wow. He's, uh, good he, for him. He's crushed. He's crushed. He, he has a really great role in that show. That is um, awesome. He's crushing it as crush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He was actually my character attendant during my uh, my college program. So he's progressed from that to... Not the one you call the dick, right? No, 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 Christian was amazing. Uh, we worked at Animal Kingdom together and um, he was a very incredible person, a very sweet guy. And um, so he wanted to be a Dapper Dan. That was his like end goal. Audition for Dapper Dan, went back to a final callback and didn't make it. And then they actually recommended him for like Finding Nemo and got that show. And now he's an equity performer for them and he's, he's wow. crushed and he's, it's great. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't have the voice for that. Um, I mean, the, the most I've ever thought about doing was like the voice acting. I think we talked about last time and mm-hmm. that's probably the most I'd go. I've, I thought it would be cool to go back and like w- retire and go try to be the mayor of main street. But that, I mean, the guy that's doing it right now, he's been with the company since opening day and yeah. um, it's, <laughs> I don't think he's ever going to go away. I don't think he's missed a day. No, no, <laughs> he's the he's mayor. always the same mayor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, and um, he's the same as the um, as the guy at the Grand Floridian on the piano, or not the piano. The um, the guy sits outside and the uh, greeter, the greeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. can't think of his name right now, but um, same same exact principle. Is there every single day? I mean, has so much seniority that like even like Bob Iger's like, oh yeah, okay, well. And you could probably own this company one day. Like <laughs> you've been working here three times longer than I have. Like it's insane. One of our favorite performers is, is without a doubt, Guano Joe and Guano Joe works over the animal kingdom. He does the flights of wonder show. We talk about him all the time, but there was one time we went there and it was the wrong Guano Joe. It was a different Guano Joe, whatever we came on his off day, I guess. I mean, he, he was, he was there later on, but we saw the wrong Guano Joe and the Guano Joe we saw also perform at the adventurers club. Because I remember this guy. I mean, he, he's been around. He's done a couple of things. Um, but uh, I was kind of wondering about that. I mean, are you just a, a contract player? Are you um, somebody who is, uh, you know, just basically on staff? And it's like, look, we need you. Now you're a, uh, you know, you're Guano Joe. T- tomorrow you're going to be a citizen of Main Street. I mean, I, I was kind of curious how that worked. Yeah, it just depends on the role. Um, I know one of the, like, one of these like fun facts about Disney stuff is uh, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was is considered an equity show, and then you have Fantasmic, which is all cast members and everything. Um, the the Indiana Jones, one of the Indiana Jones, would do a whole day of Indiana Jones, and then at night he would switch over and do John Smith mm-hmm. um, with mm-hmm. the swing across um, in Fantasmic. Yes, um, yes. And he would, I mean, he he would just do uh, that and then go into Fantasmic and. 
So stuff like that happens um, where you can have different performers. And so it works the same way, though, across the board. I mean, um, it, not even just in entertainment, but even like uh, children's activity roles and uh, attraction roles. Like you can you can have a really amazing attractions guest at like Jungle Cruise and then the next day they're cross trained in like GMR when Great Movie Ride was around. And so they would be your your uh, ride host on Great Movie Ride. And then the next day they're back being a skipper of Jungle Cruise. And you're like... I saw you, uh, you were a little gangster person yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that happens. Um, and, and cast members that are, are around and know how to work the system and get their hours, they will find ways to get their hours. And so they'll cross train different areas and entertainment. And I mean, I had, I had a character captain, um, who was a captain. He was a parade captain. Um, he was also a van driver and then he was still, um, had his scores for performing. And so he would jump in as goofy or Tigger sometimes. Oh, wow. And I mean, it's just a very wide array of things. And it, it just all depends on what you want to do at Disney and how you want to get your hours. Yeah. That reminds me that like when we were reading that book, they were talking about this one cat guy that had went from character, to character to character. And sometimes you kind of get uh, the, like, like the, things confused and mm-hmm. being very scared about making sure you don't do the wrong gesture with the wrong, with, depending on the character you're in mm-hmm. reading that story was, uh, was, was pretty interesting. I was like, yeah, if you're doing the same three different characters in one day, I mean, you can't do a Tigger thing if you're playing like, I don't know, Peter Pan or something just for, for example, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know? Right. And that happens a lot, which I think is hilarious. So like, uh, Pooh bears are this are considered monk height. So, um, if something, <laughs> so if something happened where, um, a uh, Chipperdale okay. or a Pooh Bear got sick, they would have to pull from somewhere if they didn't have another one available. Um, and they, they have, um, uh, it's called the Spare Room at Magic Kingdom. Okay. And it's a, it's a room underground uh, in the entertainment base and it's filled with up to sometimes 20 cast members and they're different height ranges, different um, different degrees of uh, like face characters and, and uh, te- technical abilities and like what they're able to do. And if like, uh, Tigger goes down on set, they pull from another Tigger downstairs that's waiting or vice versa. If it, yeah. Um, and so there was one at uh, Thoughtful Spot. I had a girl. She was very, very sick. Um, she said that she had the flu, but I'm pretty sure she was just out partying the night before. Um, she left <laughs> early and um, they pulled a girl that was bouncing around to... Um, she had, she was doing uh, either Chip or Dale at at somewhere um, at Magic Kingdom and then she went and did um, another set as another character and she came and she was our Pooh Bear and she forgot that she was Pooh Bear on set and she actually Uh. signed Chip in the autograph and she gave it to me and I looked at her and I went hey and I showed her and I just saw Pooh Bear go oh and, um, so at that point I flipped, oh, I flipped the page I flipped the page gave it back to her she signed Pooh Bear and then I signed Tigger underneath I closed the book handed it to the attendant and like looked at the attendant and was like, yeah, don't give that to the family right, right away. And so as the family was leaving, they handed it out. And so one of the first things families always do is go through the, Oh, look at the autographs. I, s- I see them pause and like stop and like look back. And I knew they had got to that page where it just said chip. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh, maybe we did see chip. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Cause then it says poo and Tigger. It's been a long week. Oh, yeah. 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 But then, but then also at the same time, I know, I know, uh, performers that would just like screw around with their, their like, uh, partner and they would like, they would sign their partner's name. So chip and Dale do that a lot. <laughs> so like chip would be chip and they would sign Dale and they'd give it to Dale and Dale's like, Hey, and then they're, they're second guessing themselves yeah. because the only difference is the nose color. Is, yeah. And they're like, wait, <laughs> shit have i been signing dale the entire day <laughs> and it's and i think it's hilarious and it, when you're when you're doing a really long shift and you're with somebody that you can like enjoy yourself with that's just one of those fun things you just kind of screw with people and um i had i had an e-word that learned tigger, tigger signature at boat dock and um so they would go to Pooh bear then eeyore then tigger and so i was always last and um my one of my buddies um we can get to a really crazy story later um he he was always this hilarious Eeyore. And Eeyore was supposed to be like this slow, depressed character. He would make it really funny because you would just see Eeyore's face and he's just like, and then he's doing something completely insane. Well, he learned Tigger, Tigger's signature and he would sign the book and he would hand it to the attendant and the attendant would come over to me and like, Eeyore wants to give you this to sign. And I'm looking, I'm like, and then I see, I see Eeyore going, <laughs> <laughs> off to the side just waving to me and I'm just like yeah, son of a 
so crazy. So then I, would, I, I wanted to learn all the Pooh characters, and so I would like go back and I would sign as Eeyore, and I'm like, <laughs> you dick, you dick. Yeah, uh, but this is this is the same guy. This is the Star Wars. This is the same guy. Um, it's, uh, boat dock with the Winnie the Pooh characters very very hard to draw guest in, especially towards the like the uh, close to park close, and so we would be on set and not see any families. And so we would just be down there entertaining ourselves. We play freeze tag. We would just do all these random things. Well, uh, our set piece that uh, our backdrops, they had the yours had a bell on it and he managed to rip the bell out off of the glue and it actually rang. And we were like, Oh my God, this is awesome. So we thought it would be funny to hide this bell and for the other characters to try to find it while we were meeting guests. <laughs> so while you're meeting guests, one of either Pooh, Eeyore, or Tigger, as one of the others were being guests, one of those characters were ringing a bell, and you had to like try to find it during the picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taking pictures of the guests, and I'm hearing this ding ling ling ling, and I'm looking, I'm like, where is this thing at? And I look at Eeyore, and Eeyore's like, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Pooh, and Pooh's too far away. I'm like, no, it sounds really close to me. And then I'm taking another picture, and I hear it again, and I look. And I look at Eeyore and I look at my buddy and, I, and at this point I'm like not looking at Eeyore's eyes. I'm looking at my buddy's eyes through the suit. I'm like, you sack of shit, Where'd you hide this at? <laughs> and he moves his hand to wave at me and I hear ding-a-ling-a-ling. He put the bell into his neck and took it inside the costume and he has the bell in his <laughs> in hand his in hand. the costume. <laughs> and so wow. he's, as Eeyore, he's ding-a-ling-a-ling ringing this bell. I'm about to on myself laughing so hard and the family has no idea that like Eeyore has this and the attendant couldn't figure it out and I had figured out in that moment and when they all left he walked backstage with it in his hand and, and, he, and he's just like he, he threw on the ch- table was like checkmate <laughs> I was like damn that was one of my that was one of my favorite moments though is was that that was pretty great man the <laughs> things surreal. that are going through the characters minds when you're taking pictures with them that's quite interesting I should just sit there and watch the characters one day just that's so take a picture just I've, I've fallen you. asleep taking a picture before no really yeah sa- it's, standing it, up yeah. yeah standing up I have my weight on the the brother and sister and I just <laughs> passed out and I hear oh my god Tigger's leaning on me I went oh I actually fell asleep on you. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, you can't tell because I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah you look like smiling. In the suit. Yeah. yeah. Like, thanks for, ke- you know, keeping me up. Yeah. That's what you tell. Well, guys, as you can imagine, we had a lot of fun talking with Peter there. So much so that we went long in our recording. Long, you say? You're probably thinking in the back of your head, man, y'all shows go long anyway. What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah, but this one's exceptional, you know, because we actually got another show out of it, man. More stories from Peter coming up to you next week, along with a couple of other little things that we're going to throw into the show. So you're going to want to stay tuned next week for that. And if you want to learn more about the Magic Our Way podcast, man, www.magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. You can shoot us an email at show at magicalway.com. And of course, since Danny's not on the show, I'm going to need some help with this next one. You can call or send us a text at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815... That's right, guys. 669-4226. And of course, you can leave a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on our homepage. And of course, a couple guys that do things outside of the podcast. Eli, of course, does things with comics and his Project Geisha graphic novel. Yeah, be sure to check out his website, www.ivorycomics.com. You can also follow him on Instagram, eivory504, and on Twitter, Hancock10166. And of course, on Facebook, he is ehivory. If you want to book a vacation to any Disney destination around the world and witness the antics of the characters in the parks, you could do so with Lee of Magical Moments Vacations. You could book with Lee today by shooting him an email at lee at magicourway.com, or you can call him at 413-DIZ-TRIP. That is 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P. And if you want to support the show as a whole, you could do so through the following ways. You can click on our affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can represent the Moeekin Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And of course, the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. 
And remember that we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is, we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. We thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and to making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Mohicans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini for now. My name is Kevin, and on behalf of Danny, Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italians. You know what song What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the navigator. Oh wow. Hey, but do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it? Yeah, let me tell you what's good. But you hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh wow! You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of. Hey! Give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> get on, get up again. Oh yeah. You know? Hot tub. What you say now, <laughs> Disney? That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you. Every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs, like Tony Bennett right here, this yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio, bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 